great day, right? It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be a mom. Amen. And I know this is a special Mother's Day message, but don't tune me out, men. Don't tune me out. I'm like, this for you, honey, or this for my wife. This is for no, this is for you as well. Because if there's one thing that we all have in common, right? Every human being on the face of the earth, they have this in common. It is that we were all born from a woman. Come on, right? Amen, amen. In other words, we all have come from a mother. And some of you, you know, you're fortunate that your mother is still with you, right? And then I understand that while others, you know, you've had the experience of your mom going on to be with the Lord. But regardless of where you find yourself, I want to tell you that when you look at the Bible, you see that what, what God says about mothers comes from the heart of God. The idea of motherhood originated from his heart. And today's message is called motherhood. Exodus 20, uh, verse 12 tells us, honor your father and mother. You guys can see it right there. That your days may be long in the land that the Lord has given you. Honor your father and mother. And I know it says honor your father, but we're going to talk about mothers today. And before I move on, I know my mom is watching right now from Florida. So I just want to tell you, mom, I love you. I thank you for being a woman of faith, for being a woman of the word, for believing God, even when things look like I was going another way. But you remained faithful. You stood, you stood your ground. And you knew what God had spoken over my life. And I thank you for all that you have been to me, a pillar of faith. And I know the past two years have been, little, have been a little difficult with my brother Lewis passing and going to the, on to be the Lord and Wella going on to heaven. But, Mom, you're stronger than you think. There's a strength of God in you. There's a joy in you. And there's the presence of God everywhere you go. Te quiero mucho. I love you so much. Thank you. So there's a reason why we should heed God's word on this, right? Honor your father and your mother. Mothers are invaluable and play a very important role in the home and in the life of their children. And when you honor your mother, you honor God. Now, I, I know sometimes you don't agree with your mother, young ones. I'm talking to the young ones here. You don't agree with her. You don't like what she says. I was that child. I didn't like what my mom says. As a matter of fact, I used to say, I am not going to be like my mother. Don't, do not say those words. Because now I am just like my mother. It is scary. I go into Target or something, and, somebody, and I start talking to the person. I used to tell my mom, stop talking to everybody. Stop talking to everybody. Why are you talking to everybody? I talk to everybody now. Don't say that, okay? So... I know you may not agree, but you gotta, you gotta honor. Because the Bible makes a promise that if you honor, you will live long days here in this earth, okay? So love originates from God. God is love. He's the author of it, of, of it. it flows from him, and, when, and we have been given many examples of that love in the Bible. And next to Jesus, I would think one of the greatest gifts that God has given us is the love of a mother. It's the very heart of God. Now, as I talk about that, some of you in the room or maybe watching, or maybe you watch today, that you go, well, I didn't have that experience. I didn't have a good mother. Maybe, you know, things were hard and, and, and she wasn't a godly mother. Well, I can encourage you with the word with this. First Peter 4, 8 says, above all, 
maintain an intense love for each other since love covers a multitude of sins. If she wasn't a good mother, but you're a Christian now and you're a believer in God, your role is to cover her in love. That is the heart of God. You can forgive her, love her, even if it's from a distance. Maybe you don't have a good relationship right now with your mother. Because the Lord was the one that brought you into this world for his purposes, not hers. It's his purposes. So you can forgive her and still love. Amen? So let's talk about the miraculous path to motherhood. I'm going to share some of my stories and some of the stuff that I put my mother through. I was an angel. We all say that, right? I was such a good daughter. <laughs> but before we get there, the Bible records the path, to mother, the path to motherhood for two women in the Bible, Mary and Elizabeth. And one was the mother of Jesus, and the other was the mother of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. And Elizabeth and Mary, they were cousins, right? And Elizabeth, she was older than Mary. Now let's look at Elizabeth first. She was barren. And in those days, society viewed a lack of a child as punishment from God. If you didn't have a child, God was punishing you. But the Bible records that in Luke, and you can read this in Luke, that Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, they were upright. They were godly. I mean, he was a priest. He would have to go into the temple, right? And, and why wasn't she having a child? Why? In the outer, in, when you looked at it from the outside, it didn't make sense. I mean, if anybody was going to have a child, it was this god, these godly people. And Elizabeth's name means God is an oath. Now, moms, listen to me. I want you to find yourself in these stories. God is an oath. God is a promise keeper, in other words. See, you'll see in her story that the word of God will never fail. I'm going to say that again because you should have been shouting, moms. Listen, I, I, when, I, when I speak, when I preach the word of God, I like feedback. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want to know that you're getting this. Not for me, for you. <laughs> so you can, you know, say amen. You can stand up and shout. I'm okay with that. You can slap your neighbor. I'm okay with that. They may not be okay with it, but I'm okay. No, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that, right? You will see in her story that the word of God will never fail. Though the world couldn't see it. I'm going to say that again, mom. Though the world couldn't see it, God had a bigger plan for them. Greater love was going to be revealed through, to, through this woman, Elizabeth. So one day an angel appears to Elizabeth, her husband, Zechariah, and tells him this, that God has heard their prayer. Say, God has heard my prayer. See, you got to tell yourself that. So now we pray and we ask God and you act like God has earplugs in. He can't hear you. Then you keep repeating it over and over and over. And can I, can I share something with you? Every time you pray, you don't have to say God's name a thousand times. God, Father, God, 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 I love you, God. God, he knows his name. Just pray and say God and whatever the prayer is. That was just a freebie right there, okay. God has heard your prayer. And he tells him that Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. 
Now you will have great joy and gladness. Everybody say great joy. How many of you know children are a great joy? <laughs> you got to tell yourself that, mama. Oh, you are a great joy. You know what I mean, right? That time you just want to like, ah, you are a great joy, right? <laughs> you are great joy and glad. Um, you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. So Zechariah had a hard time believing it. How many of you have been there, done that? God says something, and you have a hard time believing it. And because of it, and because of his doubt, his mouth was shut. He couldn't speak. That's a lesson right there. We could preach all day on that. I like it. If God said it, believe it, and like the French say, ferme la bouche. Shut your mouth. Seriously, we negate what God says by what our doubt coming through our mouth, and then we speak against the very thing that God said. See, God had made a promise to me as a very young age. He stopped the whole church service. My sister is a witness to this. And he told me that God would use me greatly and that I would touch many, many lives for his glory and honor. And, and the, well, not only did I hear it and the whole church heard it, but the enemy heard it and the people heard it and the people started saying, well, oh, she's going to be a missionary. They had me in China, Africa. They had me all over the world. We have to stand and believe God. I'm going to share more about that in a minute. So just shut your mouth. When God says it, mom, when God says it and you believe what God says over your child, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It's what God says. Amen? So we got to shut our mouth. So then I'm going to take you right now to Mary. Now, Mary, she was a young virgin, and she was engaged to, mar to be married to Joseph. A lot of you know this story. And she was chosen by God to be the mother of the Savior of the world. Can you imagine the role? <laughs> and she didn't know it at the time, right? But she was chosen. I want to speak to all the moms this morning. You are chosen by God to be the mother to your children. Don't ever doubt that. Don't ever doubt, don't ever doubt that. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, where Mary lived in Galilee, and Gabriel tells Mary that she's, fa she's a favored woman and that the Lord is with her. And he goes on to tell her that she will conceive and give birth to a son and that she is to name him Jesus. And he will be very great. Everybody say very great. John was great, but Jesus was going to be very great. And, and, he, and, we, and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So Mary, unlike Zechariah who doubted, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the, of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And here's Mary's response. She said to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. So now let's start right here. We're going to put it up. Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 39 through 45. So a few days later... 
Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zachariah lived. And she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. And at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child, which was John, leapt within her. He leapt within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. Wasn't that the same thing the angel had said? She wasn't there when the angel said that to her. And your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? She was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and recognized that the child that Mary was carrying, it was the Savior of the world, and that this child in her womb was going to be her Lord. Don't tell me there's not life in the womb. That debunks everything this world is saying. He said, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you, have, you believe that the Lord will do what he said. Mom, I'm telling you today, you are blessed because you believe what the Lord would do what he said. You are blessed. There's practical, practical lessons on motherhood that I'm going to use about these women and use about my own life. See, a godly mother could change the world if she knew how important her role was. A godly, we need more godly mothers in this world. We need more women of faith. See, Satan right now is trying hard to fight against the ways of the Lord. And we see that, right? He hates the role of the woman. He hates the role of a mother. And he's trying his best to, 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 to take it and, and turn it around. See, he's not an originator of anything. He's an imitator. And he'll take that and distort it. But I'm here to tell you that even though he hates it, the role of a mother is from the heart of God. The enemy's trying to make a mockery not right now of women. Which is why he tries to confuse them so much. These two women, they took on a role that was greater than themselves. For God's greater purposes, right? Mothers are giving a great responsibility of raising up godly children. Proverbs 23, uh, 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. What, what are you training him in? What are you training her in? You're training her and him in the ways of God. It is not up to the school district. It's not up to the government. It's not up to the your, your teachers to raise your children. It is up to you, mother, to raise that child. It's up to you. The godliness of a mother has the greatest impact on the child. I'm going to say that again. The godliness of the mother. Now, I know fathers, I know, and we'll talk about this on Father's Day. Fathers, you play a great role, a very important role as the head of the home. But I'm here addressing mothers today. You have a responsibility as, as a mother to have that impact on that child. You spend the most time with that child. This is why we need more godly mothers to change a generation of rebellious children. 
What we're watching right now is just rebellion, right, happening in the hearts of people. I remember, I'll talk about me. I won't talk about you, right? Being a young teenager, having God said that to me, stopping a whole, imagine God coming right now, this whole service, he says, stop. And he points to you and calls you and tells you to stand up, and God gives you a word. That happened to me. I think I was about 14 years old. He told me that I was going to be used greatly. And again, like I said, not only did I heard it, he said he had a man for me, not a boy. Ta-da! And the reason why God told me that, because I wanted a boyfriend. And I shared this story too, but I didn't like the boys at church. No offense to any boys in church, any men. But I was like, God, because they're cute in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was just like, so I didn't want, but I love you, honey. And God told me the next day the plan that he had for me. So fast forward, I heard it. Everybody heard it. They had me missionary, and the enemy heard it. So now the enemy is trying to change the plan of God. So now he throws everything um, against me. So I used to like going to skate key back in the, anybody, any Bronx people? Yeah. Right, roller skating and skate key was the thing. I could still be like, that was me. I love skating. I love, so I loved it and it was innocent. I liked the music. I was going out there. I was putting my skates. I thought I was bad. And then the enemy used that to bring some, you know, attention. So there were some kids that would hang out. My mom's probably laughing if she's still watching. She probably went to church right now. But she, there's these kids in, in Skate Key that saw me. And they were like, yo, let's hang out. So we're hanging out in Skate Key. Did it, I did not know these were the baddest kids. Bad bunch of teenagers. And I'm just hanging because I'm innocent thinking. I'm just roller skating. I'm hanging. So I was like, yeah, let's hang out. Yeah, come out this come out this night. And I'm, now I'm hanging out outside of Skate Key with them. We would meet up in Skate Key. We would go out. Now I'm like just lying to my mom. Like, yeah, I'm going to be in Skate Key. Now I'm going somewhere else. You know that, right, teenagers? Mm-hmm. See, you guys think you got it all figured out. We've been there, done that. <laughs> Seriously, like, we did it already. So we know all your tricks. Amen. That tricks up for kids, right? So go out, hang out. And one day I'm hanging out with them, and, and I'll tell you, they were bad. Like, I didn't know that they would beat up people in the streets. So I'm walking, and this girl, one of the girls, like, she was tough. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's tough. And I'm just walking with them, hanging out, and she goes, and she sees somebody. She's like, she's like, oh, there goes that girl. And they go to beat this girl up. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on here? I'm like, I'm in the wrong place in the wrong time. But, you know, they keep coming around. They were friends with me. They were in Skate Key. They were like the crew that you didn't mess with, so I was with the crew you didn't mess with. So my mama didn't like that. She's a godly woman. She knows what God spoke over my life. So one day, fast forward, I keep hanging out. Mama's praying, and she's like, no, you can't. You can't be. I'm like, no, I want to hang out with them. They're my friends. You know, that whole thing, right? So mom says, it's okay. I'm going to pray. And I was like, mom, don't pray. I know what happens when mama pray. So she prays, whatever. Uh, one day, they come to pick me up. I didn't know they were going to come to pick me up. I'm in the shower, and they're downstairs, and, and I, we live on the second floor in the Grand Concourse, and they start calling my name from the window. So my mom's in the room, and she hears them, and she goes, who's calling Annette? They're like, Annette, come down, Annette. I'm taking a shower, can't hear them. Mom looks out the window, and she says, Annette's not going out. They're like, oh, come on, tell her to come out. And they start cursing. 
My mom looks at them and she saw what it was. She saw demonic things in them. God showed it to her. So my mom, she didn't stand there cursing them out. She did what every godly, fire-talking, right, scripture-spitting woman of God did. She started calling scripture out. She started speaking to them. Come on. She started speaking the word of God, and they started getting more mad. And they started getting angry. And she says, I don't care, devil. You're not going to come around my daughter. You're not going to blah, And whatever she said, let me tell you, I come out the shower. Don't know nothing. Next thing you know, hmm, I don't hear from them. A couple weeks pass, I don't know anything about them. I didn't even have a desire to hang out with them anymore. My mom had prayed those kids out my life. To this day, amen, <laughs> to this day, I don't know whatever happened to them. <laughs> but all I know is you don't mess with a praying mama. You don't mess with a mama that knows the word of God. You don't mess with a mama that knows the truth right, right now. You know, that God had made a promise, and she said, oh, no, 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 not my daughter. Amen? Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Proverbs 31, verse 23, uh, 26 to 27 says, when she speaks, her words are wise. And she gives instruction with kindness. Now, sometimes my mom was kind. Sometimes she wasn't so kind. But I needed that because I was being rebellious. She carefully watches everything in her household. See, my mom wasn't idle doing, doing things that weren't. She was watching her household. She was praying and asking the Lord and asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how do I train up these children? Holy Spirit, how do I raise them up to be godly men and women? And, and, and don't get me, some of you come, come to me that, oh, I wish I knew this since I was younger. Listen, we, we, knew, we found this out when we were teenagers. My family was about to go the whole opposite way. But God, so there's never late. It's never, it's never too late for you to speak into your child's life, right? Everything in her household, and she suffers nothing from laziness. Mom could have been like, oh, yeah, God will handle that. No. She says, I know the word of God. I know who I am. I know who she, who she belongs to. I'm going to speak the word of God over this child, and you are going to set her free. She didn't wait for somebody to come, and she could have called her sisters. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But at that moment, at that time, she had to take the, the kingdom of God, suffered violence, and the violent had to take it by force. She had to say, oh, no, 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 not my daughter. She has a destiny. An enemy, you're not going to come against her. Mom was giving me instructions. She was giving me direction. But I said, like I said, I wasn't listening. And there may be some of you right now in, in your lives and some moms. I want to encourage your heart today. I want to encourage those that are watching that maybe right now your son, your daughter, they're being rebellious. Maybe right now they don't want anything to do with God. Maybe right now they're older and maybe they knew when they were little, but now they're, they're, they don't want to serve the Lord because they're so wrapped up in this world's mess. But I'm telling you, mama, that the word of God has been sent forth. Those seeds are planted in them, and his word shall not come back void. I don't care. This child, could, they can go to the pit of hell. God will be there. They, they can go wherever they want. They could be, try to be whatever they want, but they will be what God has called them to be. Because as for me and my house, as for me and my house, come on, as for me and my house, Come on, mama, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen? It's okay. Don't fight with them. 
Because remember, your fight is not against flesh and blood. See, my mom's fight was not against me. I had the word in me. The fight was against the enemy who was trying to take me out. See, he tried to take me out when I was two years old, a little girl, by having, there was Clorox in the bathroom. When I was a little girl alone in the bathroom, my dad was supposed to be watching me. He fell asleep. I go in the bathroom. I open the Clorox. I drink it. I could have died. He tried to take me out as a teenager with these kids, rebellious, demonic-filled kids, taking me out out there. God knows what happened, and God and the Lord rescued me. He tried to take me out as an older woman when Pastor and I, we got, we, we, you know, our, our, our child, um, I got an atopic pregnancy. I didn't know I was pregnant, and, I, and all of a sudden he had to rush me to the hospital because I was bleeding to death. Three times the enemy tried to take me out. Why? Because he knew the destiny that God had for me. He knew. So, mama, don't give up on that child. Don't give up. Amen? Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, Jesus. I hope you're getting something out of this. Come on. You rise and declare the word of the Lord over your children. I learned a great um, lesson through that experience. Prayer works. Prayer works. The prayer of the righteous avails much. Amen? Second point I want to leave you with is motherhood involves leading and guiding your child, your children in faith. Leading and guiding them, even if they're older now, you can still speak faith-filled words to them. Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5 says this, similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others to be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely, to be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive. That's right, submissive. People look at that as a dirty word. It's not a dirty word when you have a right understanding of what submission is to your husband. If you want to find more about that, come to the marriage conference. That was a good plug right there. Right? Those that went to the marriage conference, you learned something about that, didn't you? Amen. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. See, it is up to you, mother. It's up to you, father, as well, to train your child in the ways of the Lord, even if no one else is doing it or believes it. In Elizabeth's story, we'll see that after Mary, Mary left her and she gives birth, everybody wants to name him Zachariah, the baby. But what did the Lord tell her? What did he do? Remember, we just had it. Open book. Amen. Let's read it. Luke chapter 1, verse 66, 61 through 66. What ex they exclaimed? There is no one in all your family by that name. Now, these are people around her. So they use gestures, because remember, he couldn't speak. So he's writing this down. No, his name's going to be John. So they use gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He, mo he motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again. All of a sudden, he could speak. And he, he began praising God. All fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, what will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. See, we all know, if you know the story of John, maybe you've heard him like this, John the Baptist. 
the one who baptized, the one who baptized Jesus, he grew up strong in spirit. Elizabeth was obedient and Zechariah to what the Lord told her. She didn't listen to those around her. Even the well-meaning one, well, there's nobody in your household named John. Why are you going to name him John? Name him Zechariah. That's the father's name. There's nothing wrong, right? Zach, Zach Jr. Zachy, Zachy, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But there was something wrong with that because that's not what God said. It's not what God said. <laughs> See, can you imagine you know, uh, well, let me go back. Elizabeth was obedient. She didn't listen to those around her. Now, imagine her now that they, they were obedient to the Lord. She's raising this child up, John, being a role model to him on this journey. And John, God is faithful. John, God will see us through. John, God has great things for you, John. John, don't go there because that's not what God has for you. She had to continue to apply and continue to speak the word of God over him. And this is what you are called to, mother. I remember, you know, even when I had my, my, my children and, and uh, you know, they, didn't know, they don't know nothing else. I'm going to tell you right now, Joshua, Karina, they don't know nothing else but, but this. I was determined that they were not, now I wasn't a terrible kid or nothing like that. Had times of rebellious, like I told you. But, not, you know, we, from that time of 14 on, we grew up in the things of the Lord. So I had made a, 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 in my heart, I said, I'm going to raise my children in the things of the Lord. And this is all they know. I mean, we went to church. They slept in the pews. I mean, we were church for whatever time. They opened up with us. They closed the church. They cleaned the church. They went, that's, this is all they know. And I know that my son, I'm going I'm to I'm just have to address this right now. Last week, talked about Mama Bear. Y'all remember that, right? All right. Because I had to come this week and set everything straight. Yes, I am a mama bear. Did you know that that is biblical? Joshua? Right there? You thought I wasn't going to get you? Okay. Hosea 13.8 says, like a bear. I got scripture for it. Let me tell you, I got scripture for it. Whose cubs have been taken away. There's this girl trying to take away my cub. Come on. Some girl coming in to the church picnic. You know, they try to bring it all holy, right? Bring it to the church picnic. See, I got something for this. Ready? And it says, like a bear whose cubs have been taken away, I will tear your heart out. I will devour you like a hungry lioness and mangle you like a wild animal. So when Hannah came on the scene, it wasn't that I was mean. Because anybody been around me for a long time, you know I'm very observant. I observe everything. That's just the way my mind, I observe, I watch. I'm a systems person, right? So it's that I was watching her, just like the Bible said, right? And I was putting the fear of God in her. You want my son? You want my, son? You want my cub? Yeah, pass through me first, right? 
but she passed the test. Because I love her like a daughter. Matter of fact, we call her our daughter in love. She passed the test. Because I put the fear of God in her. Mama bear. Mama bear. You're here, Alan, because of your mama bear. He had a mama bear praying. Out in the streets, mama bear was praying. And she's in glory right now, rejoicing in the man that you've become in the Lord. Come on. Don't you ever give up. <laughs> One of the greatest examples of faith being passed down in the Bible is in the life of Timothy. I want you to read this. Go back, moms. His mother and his grandmother were believers. These women were instrumental in developing and instilling this faith in Timothy. We don't know about a lot about their lives and, and, and what these women did outside of this, but we are certain and we know that they did an excellent job in transferring their faith from one generation to the next. As a mama bear, what I have done with my children is I've transferred the faith that has come down from my mother to me, from me to my children, from my children to the next generation, my grandchildren. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.5, I remember your genuine faith, for you shared the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. The reason why you see my children serving in the ministry, you see them working in the ministry, you see them giving their lives because this is all they know. Because God comes first before anything else. Anything. I could not have children knowing more about sports than God. Not in my household. They couldn't know more about whatever than the Lord. Lord is number one. And I think that, I thank God, they turned out pretty okay. They're serving the Lord. They're preaching. For us to see, for us to be able to go away and, and, and minister to other people, because God has not only called us to this house, but God has called us to be leaders of leaders. And so for a pastor and I to be able to go, to preach in other places, to minister, to love, to help other pastors, and to have the honor of my son and entrust him to come into the house of the Lord and to speak the word of God and to bring it forth with, you know, with, 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 with correctness and, and passion and love is an honor. And when I look at that, praise God, I see that what I have given them was baby, I know, like my son wanted to be, you know, he, want, he loved wrestling. And I was like, that's great, son. Wrestling is good. But you telling me that, is that, that your career path? Is that where you're going? Because if you're not going to be on whatever, UFC or whatever, then you're coming to church. He'd be like, I'm coming to church. I wasn't being mean. I was giving direction to where he was supposed to go. It's up to the Lord. It's not my plan. It's God's plan. The last point I want to leave you with here is successful mothers are not the ones who have not struggled. They are the ones that never give up despite the struggles. Listen, mom, trouble's going to come. 
just like my story, things will try to come against what God has spoken to you or um, spoken to you about your children. Things are going to come in your home. Things are going to come. I can say this written with boldness because I am one. Motherhood is not for the weak. <laughs> That's why God made you strong, mother. Can you say that to yourself right now? I am strong. There's many tears that we've cried. There's many times that we've, we, we, we've prayed. There's many times that we've sought the Lord and God has seen them all. And some of you in this room, some of you watching right now, there's struggles sometimes with your, with your children. Don't you give up. Let's look, let's look at Mary, her example. She's obedient to the Lord. She believed him when he said, you're going to have this child. She's a virgin. It, just, it seems impossible. How can it be? Sometimes your situation that you're going through seems impossible. It seems like it, but it's not. Because all things are possible to those that believe. Elizabeth, she prophesied to her about it. And let's go really quick to Luke 1, verse 45. And we're going to go on a little bit more. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of, this, of his lowly servant. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. He, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. I'm just going to stop right there. This is Mary's heart. Now, let's fast forward. She's, giving in, she's been given a promise. She prayed for this child. You know, oh well, she believed God for the child. She has the child. Now, let's fast forward. Jesus being crucified. <laughs> Can you imagine, Mom, watching your child being ridiculed, watching your, your child being talked about, spit at? Can you, can you imagine him hanging on a cross, him being whipped? Can you imagine? Was she singing the song right then again at that moment? Did she forget? What was going through her mind as she stood there listening to the people who were talking about her son? I remember one time um, I was going to, to school. I don't know how moms do it right now with the way things are in this society and, and schools. I mean, I, I, you would see me in the news. I went, I went to Joshua's school for a, a teacher conference just to talk to the teacher about how your child is doing. And when I get there, we sit down with the teacher, and, and she's telling me, oh, you know, this and this about your son. And then she starts saying some things about my son that I did not like. See, see, you can't talk about my son. I could talk about my son, but you, you can't talk about my son. Anybody else with there? Anybody else? <laughs> All right, okay. I thought I was the only one. So I'm standing there. I was sitting there with Josh sitting with me, and he always remembered this story. And, and now she started saying, well, you know, your son you know, I think, you know, he, he has ADHD. I said, what? What did you say? You know, your son, because he doesn't stay still, and he has this, and he has that. 
and a holy moment rose up on the inside of me. And I looked at that teacher and I said, can I ask you a question? She said, oh, yes, because she went off like on all these things. I said, do you have a Ph.D.? She looked at me like, uh, no. I said, are you an M.D.? She said, no. I said, are you a physician? Do you have a practice? She said, no. I said, so then why are you diagnosing my son? That lady, that teacher looked at me. She said, I said, don't diagnose my son. See, what the problem is, is that as a teacher, you should know that my son is a different type of learner. And if you knew him, instead of just being preoccupied with everything else, that my son, maybe he's doodling, but if, you, if he's doodling, it's because he's retaining it because he's a visual learner. He's a hands-on learner. And if you understood him, you would understand that he learns better hands-on. But I promise you, if you asked him, he would tell you what you were teaching because in his mind, he's doodling, but he's retaining the information. So don't diagnose my son. Because unless you have a PhD or MD and I came to you for that information, you have no business of talking about him. She said, well, thank you. Have a great day. And we left. And that always stood with Joshua. The day that mom stood up for me. I'm not going to let you speak death over my child. See, mamas, we sometimes we let people speak things, and because we want to be all nice. See, I wasn't mean. I was just direct. I wasn't nasty. I didn't have to curse her out, but I did tell her, oh, no, no, no. See, those words, and I think I even said, Joshua, you could correct me. I rebuked that in the name of Jesus. I didn't care. She didn't understand rebuking, but I was rebuking the words. They were going to fall dead to the ground because my son has a destiny. He has, there's a plan for his life, and you're not going to speak against what God said. That's the heart of a mother. So imagine Mary standing there knowing, you know, what she instilled in Jesus, knowing the miracles that he has done, knowing and seeing him unrecognizable. Thinking back, but my son, a promise, my son, her faith being challenged at that moment, her trust shaken, but she didn't move. And while she's enduring all this, some, some people miss this in this story. The Bible records something so beautiful in that moment. It goes back to this scripture, Proverbs 1, 8, and 9. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Every child here, whether you're young or old, we're all children of somebody. We're all a child of somebody. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. Jesus was the word. He knew the word. He was the word made flesh. The word is hanging there. He's watching his mother suffering. And Jesus does something so beautiful. Jesus does not forget his mother. As Jesus was suffering on the cross, he's thinking about his mother. He honored her and made plans for her provision. He put one of his disciples in charge of taking care of her. 
John 19, 26 to 27 says, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And, the, and to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. If Jesus made provisions for her mother, he will do it for you too. He sees your heart. He knows the tears. He knows the dreams. He placed them inside of you. He knows it. He hears you. He sees you. He sees you. Don't you give up. He'll make provision. He'll make a way. Can we just stand to our feet as we close? What, G what our Savior did teaches us that this is the true love of the Father. He loves us with an everlasting love. Now, we could take this message, and some of us, you know, I hope we don't dismiss it. That wasn't for me. This is for all of us, even if it's to the heart of the mother. Honor your mother. And if she's gone, talk to the Lord. Lay down whatever hurts. Lay it down and honor her today. And if she's still here, hopefully you have a good relationship. Give her a call. Thank her. It's not for the weak. It's not easy being a mother. There's times like Mary of joy and great times, and there's times of just like Mary of pain, and times of tribulation, and times of great joy. But through it all, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll help you if you cry out to him. And children in this room, some of you are in this room, and and maybe you've come for the first time, or maybe you've come and, and you don't know about this God thing. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, God knows about you. And he's doing a work in your mother. He's doing a work in your father. He's doing a work, and God wants to work in your life. And God loves you, and he has a call on your life too. And if you see mom different right now, it's because of the love of God in her and what he's doing in her. So don't you go back and point out what she used to do because she's not the same woman any longer. She's a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. And now she's trying to pour into you what God has given her because she loves you. She doesn't want to harm you. She wants you to live in the freedom that she has found. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your heart towards the moms here and all around the world. Father, you love them. This is your idea. Lord, this day we honor them in every day because you are great. Because you show us through the women of the Bible what you can do through a mother, how the generation can be changed. Because a mother dares to believe God for her children. Continue to give these mothers strength today. Continue to equip them with all that they, they, that they can see what they've been equipped with. And that they would walk this walk. 
and not grow weary in well-doing, but they shall see your promises come to pass. We bless them. We call them highly favored today. We call them deeply loved. We thank you for the gift in each and every mother. Thank you, Father, that your heart is within them. That their children are blessed, that their marriages are blessed, Father, and flourishing. And that whatever they set their hands to, it prosper and succeeds. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us here at Church of the Bridge today. I pray that you had a personal encounter with God, that he spoke to you powerfully, and that he met you at your place of need with this message. I also want to encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube page. By doing so, you'll be able to check out past messages, uh, past events that we've done. You'll also be able to see what's happening now and those things that are to come. And lastly, I'd like to invite you to join with us in all that God is doing with your giving. Feel free to do so on our website. Again, thank you again for joining us, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.